This is Samoa Submission Machine, Samoa Joe, and you're listening to the Pro Wrestling Nation. I'm excited to have another episode with you guys, and uh, this one I have a, a comedian friend uh, that I met during the pandemic on Zoom, and I'm really excited to have him here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Chicago comedian Pratik Srivastava. What up, Funky Sam? What up, Wrestling Nation? How we feeling out there? Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, man. Happy to do it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, so uh, you're a comedian out there in Chicago. How's life? Uh, how's things, you know, opening up or how's things looking out there in Chicago? Things, things have uh, opened up pretty nicely. All the major clubs are open now. Independent shows are kind of running, you know, now that we have like also like we're in the summertime here. So there's going to be like park shows and outdoor mics and rooftop rooftop shows, too, which we didn't have the luxury in Chicago of doing in like December and January much like we had a little yeah. bit of that last summer. Uh, but I didn't really, I didn't really partake in any live shows last summer. Like I literally did my first, uh, uh, in, in real life show last week. So I'm just fresh on doing new live shows again. You know, I've been, I've been very cautious during all this. <laughs> Congratulations on uh, getting back out there on your first show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. It's I, been, uh, it's been fun to be out there. It's, it's definitely a different muscle. And I'm sure as you, as you know, doing zoom, you know, it's like there's zoom timing and then there's, you know, in real life time. Yeah, yeah, no, there's there's definitely a delay on Zoom in that. That three <laughs> that three seconds sometimes in your mind is like five minutes. You're like, holy shit! Yeah, react to anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, and for I, me, I found I had to slow down a little bit, like in real life, because in Zoom, I'm just like, oh, they're not blah blah blah. blah. Let's go yeah. faster on Zoom. But like in real life, it's like, no, you got to wait a little bit. You know, like let it breathe a little bit. So getting getting used to that again. I and mean, that was only my first. I haven't really done any mics or anything else. Just that one show, and then I'm hosting that same show i'm hosting it now instead of performing on it tomorrow so yeah it's like uh you know we're uh <laughs> we're trying to figure out I'm, I'm trying to i might do some mics next week to see but i'm kind of like being selective on what i do right now but uh yeah i feel like yeah give me like four or five days straight of doing shows and it'll be it'll be easier you know yeah gotta get the yeah. i know it's a wrestling podcast but i get the ring rust off you know i gotta do that yeah no it's true we're gonna send you down to ovw for a few months yeah, basically. I like I was telling somebody else, a friend of mine, uh, a comic who's into wrestling. I know. Right. What a shocker. Right. But uh, I was telling my friend, like, it feels like I've been on injury reserve and I'm coming off and this is on my raw return or something like it genuinely feels like that. A little bit. Like I use yeah. 
wrestling analogy is kind of like that, you know, where it's just like, yeah, injury reserve or like certain shows we'll call them. Like if it's like a shittier independent show, we call it a house show or we call it an armory <laughs> show. If it's at a club, it's like a raw taping. Or if you're going first at a club, you're curtain jerking. You know, we literally use those terms. And that's something I've never really told anybody on a podcast that, yeah, like we use like dark match and all for like shittier spots on the club too. We kind of equate it to that. That's cool. Hell yeah. I, I think, I feel like uh, open mics of bars are like uh, house shows. Those are yes. Cool. <laughs> house shows are like shitty indie shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're uh, doing comedy and wrestling in front of like three people. Yeah. Uh, right. I've, I've talked to, you know, comedians and I feel like um, in a way comedy and wrestling, I mean, they're completely different, but like it's the same idea. You know, you're just traveling, you're just doing it in front of people and you're just kind of, and you're doing it for the love, you're doing it for the love of it. Yeah. And then, you know, you're just waiting for the, the day to come along where you get your big break when you get called up, right? Yeah. When you get called up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they take wrestlers, take a, a, a real like physical bumps. We take emotional bumps. That's the only difference. True. <laughs> Some comics take physical bumps, but that's a different story. That's a whole different thing. <laughs> um uh so yeah i'm super nervous about about comedy because i'm like oh man can i do it like it's been so long like you know i mean it's like riding a bike again athena and i did take like four years off and we got back in it in 2019 so i know i can do it again but like it's just messing with my head right now i'm like super nervous about i I feel you i was definitely nervous before that first um first set actually and i'm a little and it's funny because i was like there was no because back in pre the other problem is i feel like i was spoiled in chicago specifically pre-pandemic pre-pandemic if you want to warm up before a show you could there was enough early mics and early things that you could kind of do a show before That's an cool. 8 p.m set yeah. problem is now because of post-pandemic you know not everything like we have enough mics and clubs for like nighttime stuff but we our afternoon block is completely gone like we don't have that sort of afternoon thing now so it's like oh hey i want like i would have loved to have done something before the 8 p.m show but there's no mics before 8 p.m and that might change as the summer you know gets going and as things really warm up so part of me was like do i do a zoom mic in the afternoon just to warm up before this real show like i don't i might do that you know we'll have to well it remains to be seen you know (laughs) just go live and headline your own facebook Right. I'll just, or what I've been doing, and I'm sure you've noticed, I post them sometimes. I'll be like, Hey, I'm doing a pop-up mic for an hour. It's purely yeah. so I can get a warm up in. That's the secret to it. It's like, yeah. Can I just talk for an hour so that, you know, it gives me again, you know, I just want to run the ropes at uh, the performance center. That's my equivalent. <laughs> you just go roll around with uh, Curtis Axel a little bit. Curtis. Uh, yeah. It, th- that's who the rock used for. Yeah, him. it is. And then people, they, no one, no one. And then he's like, he got released also. What the fuck, Sam? What's that? About? Yeah. I mean, years later, you know, years yes. later, I thought though, like um, him training the night, training the rock, but you know, training with the rock, I thought that would give him uh, the political rub that he needed to kind of do something. Cause I've always liked him. I wanted to see him do some stuff, but he never did. And then he was like paired with Paul Heyman too for a while, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. He but was. Didn't really. And then he had that weird match with Triple H where he had a concussion. And then he kept like it just. Or Triple H had the concussion. They just used him as storyline. But uh, yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm sure you know about Chicago's own CM Punk. He did that oh, yeah. Cole Cabana podcast. You know what's but, funny about the whole Chicago thing is uh, when yeah. AEW first announced they were going to have, um, they're going to have like a, a, whatever they had in Chicago. I forget. The all in. Yeah. All yeah. in. Yeah. They were using the stars and everybody's like, Oh my God, CM Punk's doing back. It's like, that's Chicago. Back. No, that's Chicago. There are people, there are probably wrestling fans that just think that's CM Punk. Yeah. Like, like if they're in Chicago, they'd be like, just CM Punk marking on everywhere, you know? Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah, they have obviously know. pro wrestling T. That's the big thing in Chicago is the pro wrestling. Have team. you been there? I've been to it. Yeah. I went oh, pre pandemic nice. obviously, but it looks really nice. And then, uh, 
I don't know if you follow like uh well, I mean, I, I know their real names are Matt Cardona and Brock, but I Zach and yeah. Curtis, they did their their figure wrestling taping. So they did part of it at the uh pro wrestling tea shop too. Like their whole video oh, in Chicago uh, is really cool. Yeah. And I know the venue where they did they do comedy at the venue where they did their wrestling podcast as well. North Bar. Shout out to North Bar. They live in Chicago, I guess. Those two guys. I think they're from the mid. No, they're from Long Island, actually. They're, but yeah, they, they're from New York, at least. But they've done Seth a lot of stuff in the Midwest, you know. And I know Seth Rollins used to come to Chicago because he's from Iowa, so he'd do a lot of yeah, or whatever. Do a lot of Davenport. stuff out there. <laughs> Davenport, Iowa. But he he claims he's a big Bears fan. He did a lot of Bears stuff. Um, uh, Cole Cabana. I know he spends a lot of time in Chicago. And then I got to meet CM Punk at a comedy show because he was friends with this guy. Uh, I'm, maybe you've met him. He's like a Marty Rosa. He's like a comedian, but he does a lot of. Like, I don't. I haven't met him, but I know him because of, just because of Cole. wrestling. But he's like yeah, talk he's about a comedian good. who's utilizing the wrestling base. That's Marty Rosa. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he got a really good um, stepping stone into it because you know he was friends with Cole, and that yeah. really that really got him over with the fans. Over with the fans, and then they did that web series. I don't know if you ever got to watch it. Creative, creative. You should. Oh my! Creative, I love that show. Creative has nothing for you. Creative has nothing for you. Oh, and I, punk I, was I, even. You know what? I forgot yeah. that even existed, and that was amazing. <laughs> like I'm so glad. I'm gonna go watch that after we. Get done you should. It. It's a great series. What? Shout out to Marty, yeah. and then uh, what's his name? Michael Sanchez. He's another like comedian producer. He's the one that directed and produced those shorts. So shout out to Marty DeRosa. Shout out to uh, Michael Sanchez uh, and Cole Cabana, obviously. So yeah, I got to see CM Punk and Cole Cabana at like a show that Marty produces, but this is like in 2011 when I didn't really, I kind of fallen out of wrestling at that point. So I was like, but I was like, still like, Oh yeah. CM Punk from like, I'd fallen out of wrestling, but I knew about the pipe bomb because that's how big the pipe bomb was is that you were, could be like a fair weather fan and you knew about the pipe bomb. It's so weird. Like I, I was, I would fall on a wrestling when the pipe bomb happened, but I knew about that. And then I knew about when the undertaker streak got broken because that was just everywhere. Oh, it didn't matter. It didn't matter how little of a wrestling fan you were. Man. You knew about it the next day. Cause it was like, it was a headline worldwide news. Basically. I watched that, uh, in a room of about 10 people and one, two, three in the room was silent. Jesus. And what now on the that? original pay-per-view, didn't the bell not ring? Isn't that what I heard? Maybe. Or did the, the bell not ring? Because like people say, like, that was like, a glitch. What? That didn't, yeah, the, I'm sure the timekeeper's like, that didn't happen. Like, <laughs> yeah, the timekeeper. He, so Brock hit the third F5. He just hit the third F5. Boom, right? And yeah. my thought process is like, oh, wow, this is going to be really unrealistic when Undertaker kicks out of this. <laughs> and then one, two, three. He didn't kick like, out. Wait, what? what just, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was surreal, man. That one guy who got the meme, that, that one black dude is like, oh, his eyes are out. Like oh, that. yeah. Yeah. That guy. That's crazy. Yeah. So you so, watched uh, it live. What the fuck? So how long have you been doing comedy? It, it yeah, it was, it's 10, it was 10 years when April, the pandemic happened, like really right when the pandemic, like lockdown happened, I'd hit 10 years. So we'll okay. count that as a half year, whatever you want to call it. Masters. <laughs> so I'm technically 11 years. I mean, we, if you, if April was your anniversary, we were doing comedy till about three weeks before April. So you were three weeks off your anniversary. So we'll three weeks off that. my anniversary. Yeah. So we'll and count that. whatever you want to count this last year as, I don't know, half year. It's like when the Spurs won during the lockout that one year, it's why it's like that basically we'll give it, but I have to say, man, I've gotten to do some cool things over zoom. So I can't really shit on zoom as much as the cool kids like to shit on it, as I'm sure you know about. Oh yeah. And especially I hear it's especially rough in Chicago if you're a zoom comedian. <laughs> yeah they they it, it my look it might hurt some bookings but you know what i don't really give a fuck i've been doing it long and and if anyone wants to shit on me i've been doing it long enough to where you know i'm not just some fuckhead you know we can curse on this right <laughs> yeah absolutely. yeah i'm not i'm not some piece of shit who's just like oh i just started 
comedy and I'm doing Zoom. No, I've been doing it 10 years. Right. Me too. Yeah. And like part of it was I could not, I have like things, health issues where I'm like, I can't do it. And I'm like, I need something right now. It was purely because I'm like, I have no other option right now. And the networking that's resulted in that has been astronomical. 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 The chance is like, like you're in Chicago. I'm out here in the Bay Area. Maybe we would have met. Maybe we would have met. But like, what are the chances we become friends? What are the chances of that? And now, you know, if you come to Chicago, like any any place you go now, I feel like I have a better, you know, sense of it, you know, or if I don't know anybody there. You know, and shout out to Nico from, you know, the group like he's willing to help. He's He's been very open about that stuff, you know, uh, helping people like wherever they're going, because I know he's very connected, too. But like, yeah, I think uh, that's the beauty of Zoom comedy is if you're yeah. going to a city now, you before you just had to look up a Facebook group or whatever. But because yep, of like, you know, I, the I, different, I did that. Yeah. different groups, you know, and, and, and shout out to your group as well. You have the hypothetical comedy group as well. You know, you can. You know, I'm sure if somebody was going somewhere, they could post in that group and you guys would be very helpful about that. So, you know, it's good to have a variety of different groups as well, not just, you know, displaced and hypothetical, but there's a variety of there's virtual lot, groups yeah. out there as well. So, yeah. you know, I think there's good stuff, you know, with it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, those mics are slow and they're kind of laggy. You know what? There's there's lagginess at real open mics as well. You know, what's yeah, that about? Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's open mics uh, in real life in front of nobody. Yeah, <laughs> I've, been there, I've been there so many times. You know, they say, oh, nobody's paying attention. Their cameras are off. It's like, yeah, well, uh, have you been to a bar with like just the bartender, or the host? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I one time did a set. And it was like a it was like an open mic hybrid show thing. But they were like it was like it was like 20 bucks plus drinks. But like the host was kind of getting ready to leave. So they started like moving the chairs. Just, no, no, no. And I'm like, no, no, no. You can move the chairs. I'm still getting paid. Right. Like so I literally had to do a set one time. For the host and the bartender was moving the chairs up, and I don't give a fuck. I still right. got paid. I know his camera's on at least. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'll have take you, that. Uh, have you? Have uh, you? Uh, did you start in Chicago, or did you end up there, or have you always? No, I started in Chicago. I grew. I was born and raised like in the suburbs, like forty minutes from the city, and then, uh, yeah, I did. Uh, uh, hello, Athena. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I lived in the suburbs, and then. Uh, yeah, moved out to city and they had like suburban. So like there is a suburban Chicago scene as well. And there are specific groups just for that. Uh, and we actually have an improv funny enough that on the website says Chicago, but it's in Schaumburg, which is a suburb. But it's funny, all these comics come from there and then they think they're in the city and like, oh, yeah, can I go here? It's like, no, you're 45 minutes. In the city. <laughs> oh, OK, I see. Yeah. So yeah. they get kind of screwed that way. But uh, yeah, when I started, there wasn't a ton going on in the suburbs. I don't want to say there was nothing because there were a few things. But for me, it just made sense to take the train and go into the city. So I started doing that right away when I was interested. I kind of did a few open mics in college. Uh, uh, I went to DePaul University, which is like a school in the city. But I did like a few there. But I wouldn't say I'd, I started really taking it seriously like in 2010. That's really when I got uh, serious about it. But uh, yeah, Chicago, I think Chicago is a great incubator city. You know, so many great people have come out of Chicago and then L.A. and New York claims those people. That's the other problem. <laughs> yeah, totally. Do, but, I do love uh, you to go to L.A. and New York. It's crazy. It's a great incubator city. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Waukegan? I am familiar with Waukegan. I have, yeah. an uncle, I have an uncle there. Oh, hell yeah. 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 I did a show out there and it was uh, it was fun. Uh, Waukegan's good. Good town. Yeah, they got good people. Good comedy town. They have a couple good comedy spots out there. I think there's something new that just opened up there, actually. So nice. a lot of shout outs tonight. Shout out to Waukegan. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's random as fuck, but we'll take it. Hey, so uh, let's get in some. Oh, no, no. One more thing. You have uh, you have a comedy album out, Nick and <laughs> Sheila's Kid. I, I want to talk about that. Yeah, uh, it's very good. It's very funny. Uh, Thank you. Uh, how long ago did you make that? Because it was in front of a crowd. 
It was in front of the crowd. So I recorded it actually December 7th, 2019. Uh, oh, wow. Just and then we the released it. We It was ready to be released in the summer of 2020. The So here's a crazy thing about that. Not a lot of people know this. Uh, I was originally going to record that album around my 10-year anniversary in April of 2020. But my producer in the fall of 2019 said, no, you know what, Pratik? You should end the year off right. You should record it in 2019. And then I was looking at days in December because I was like, Okay, I can do it in December. And my birthday's in December too. It's the other thing. My birthday is December 2nd. Uh, so I was like, okay, but you know, if you wait too long in December, then people start going to holiday parties and they won't yeah. come to the album recording. So I was like, okay, what's the first Saturday in December, December 7th? And that is actually my parents' wedding anniversary. So I actually got to record this album on their wedding anniversary and it's named after them. So to them, yeah. it all kind of fell into place. But I'm so happy my producer told me to record it in. 2019 because yeah. if i'd waited till 2020 i wouldn't have been able to do it there would have been no album exactly. it would have been a zoom album <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh man so yeah that is really lucky that's cool um, yeah yeah it's very fun uh i mean sure it's available everywhere but where's it available yeah you can get it uh you know itunes amazon spotify uh if you want me to get more money uh you can get on my website uh uh, PratikComedy.com. That's P-R-A-T is in Tom, E-E, E-E is in Edward, E is in Edward, K is in Kite, comedy.com. Uh, uh, I get more of the proceeds if you go through, if you go through my website. And then it's also available on vinyl now. We actually, we did wow. a, we did a digital vinyl version where it sounds like vinyl and it's just like an MP3 file. And then we have an actual vinyl as well. <laughs> wow. That's cool. So yeah, that was, looks, and that was, that was eight, nine years of work. Like that, that album, I really, I'm proud of that album. It really is a, it's sort of like a compilation, you know, uh, you know, culmination, if you will, of everything that I've been doing. Uh, there is some wrestling stuff on there as well. It's kind of like a good and I know that that bit kind of, you know, Trump really isn't in office anymore. But I think it's a good kind of reflection on, you know, because I talk a lot about myself. I talk a lot about my childhood in the album. I'm like, I liked wrestling as a kid. I kind of fell back into love with wrestling. So to me, it was perfect to include that joke. And I I really hope, you know, wrestling and comedy fans check it out for real. It's a, it's a good, it's a good time. It's 58 minutes of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. No, I think your, your Trump stuff will definitely hold up. I mean, you know, he was a very big influence on the country. So. Oh yeah. We're not going to forget him anytime soon. <laughs> and a WWE hall of famer. <laughs> and a WWE hall of famer. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, let's get into some backlash. Uh, yeah. so I really didn't watch much of this, but I did watch the zombie. Uh, <laughs> thing. I feel like I had to watch the zombie thing, you know, like I had to see what it was. They're promoting Batista's movie. I don't know. That's the other thing, too. It's like, OK, if it was like part of an angle or if it was Halloween, for example, and they were or doing if it like, was like Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Or The Undertaker. Like, you're just shoehorning in zombies. That didn't really. Yeah. It, it just felt shoehorned in. It felt like a promotional plug. You know, I'm not saying Batista shouldn't be able to plug his movies. I mean, fucking I still remember WrestleMania 35. He's doing the match with Triple H. And he had a movie coming out with Kumail and Kumail is sitting in the front row and they pan to Kumail and they go Kumail and Batista in Stuber. And it's just like, yeah, you got to have, but you got to have Kumail. Oh there. my gosh. So how about, did you see that movie? I have not seen it. It's incredible. <laughs> I love it. I, that's what I, I love that movie. I love that movie. You have to watch it. If you ever get the chance to watch Stuber, you have to watch it. It might be on HBO. I, I just got an HBO Max subscription, so I'll check if it's on yeah, there. I'll yeah. check if it's on there, too, because I watched but, it. But uh, it, it felt like kind of like an 80s buddy yeah. cop kind of thing, kind of a throwback. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. It was really funny. It was and Batista's good got good timing. I'll be honest. I think he's a good actor. I don't think people yeah. get Yeah, he has a lot more, uh, a lot more, uh, what's the word? Like, he, he can play. Charisma? Play. No, no, like, uh, 
I thought he was gonna be shoehorned into being like a big, Action. dumb, strong guy, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, range. He has a lot more range than I thought. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, yeah, I, I because I mean I'll be honest, and I don't I don't think I'm mocking by saying this, but I don't know if Batista was known for his promos. He had a good look, he had a good scowl, he could do certain things with certain people. The promos yeah. worked like with Triple H, obviously. That was a big program. Though. I mean, yeah, that's why he was with Ric Flair and Triple H. Ric Flair, like Evolution, I thought he was good. He looked good at kind of like the Arn Anderson kind of role of Evolution or whatever. That's kind of what they were making him out to be. And I thought he did great on SmackDown when he kind of moved over and he be, kind of became like the SmackDown champion there. Yeah, I thought he did great. You know, everybody kind of liked him. He got over, as they say in the business, but I just don't know if I would have seen him being like a deep character kind of actor or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's definitely shown his range. So, you know, good for him. Kudos to him. You know? He's not the rock, but he's not the rock, but, but he's, I mean, I will say, I think he's done like some deeper dramas than maybe even the rock has done. You know, I yeah, don't know, you know uh, I heard an interview with him. Uh, it was a while back when he yeah. was doing Drax and stuff. And he said his biggest struggle with, with Hollywood with acting was uh, parts that he wants to play versus parts that paid money. Yeah. You know? And so uh, he said, now that he's Drax, he doesn't have to act again. He doesn't have to do anything he ever again. He could just does live want off to. of Drax for the rest of his life. So now he's able to take roles that he wants to do that pay less because he's going to get support from from Disney or whatever. You get support from Disney, and hopefully, he can do more artistic stuff. You know, yeah. so hopefully, I mean, hopefully that works out. Works well for him. Uh, yeah, yeah. Isn't he trying to be a uh, Bane or something? Like he did held a meeting or something with. Uh... Executive. I don't know, but Miz is trying to be Johnny Cage. I know. That. Okay, got you. Miz is <laughs> oh yeah, get, Miz is trying to do that. Yeah, speaking the loser of the zombie lumberjack match, <laughs> Miz. I was really disappointed with the zombie thing uh, because they they gave it away before you even saw the zombies. Because uh, John Morrison was like, "Hey, Miz, I went to the, the, the lumberjacks locker room and they're all just walking around like this." Oh yeah, and, uh, if you're gonna, you might as well because they didn't. Like, oh, something's happening. This is weird. And Miz is like, "Ah, whatever, it'd be fine." So they didn't announce that they were zombies until like the day of, right? If I'm not mistaken, but they could have waited till the ring. Right? I didn't even know they were zombies until after the show was over. So I don't even know if it was. A, I thought it was. I think it was a surprise because when they came out, Miz was like hella shocked, <laughs> and they just started coming out from everywhere. It was. It why was, did Why did the developmental guys look all all bloodied? <laughs> <laughs> Scotty Too Hotty was one of them, apparently. Yeah, I read. That, I read that he. I mean, I think the he's deserved one, of more than he's that, the only but. one that was identified. But yeah, Scotty <laughs> Too Hotty was one. And so at the end of the match, so like these zombies are everywhere. If you, you know they're they're and they're not going in the ring. They're just staying outside the ring and they're trying to grab them. And they're, you know they go out of the ring and they're just coming from everywhere. More yeah. runs away at some point. Then, <laughs> he always uh, runs away. <laughs> and then uh, Damian Priest ends up winning and he leaves. And then um, Morrison was back at some point and the zombies like grabbed him and took him behind the barrier and like kind of like ah and so Miz was like laying in the ring all the zombies crawl up and just start like attacking him devouring him yeah yeah so it's like is Miz dead now or what like is that well so he apparently had a real life injury or something yeah he did he might yeah he had an ACL injury it may have been a full tear and so I know like backstage they were giving him props for you know and it happened early on in the match right so I think he I didn't even know I didn't even know until later on they, they talked about it a couple days later I think they uh yeah they he does a good job I mean that's the thing with wrestling is you do such a good job selling sometimes you don't know what's a real injury or what's a work yeah. injury but uh shout out to him for finishing the match uh uh and yeah I guess the devouring is part of the storyline that they can write him off now so he can you know figure out what whatever the hell happy he's accident, doing I guess happy accident it kind of worked out but uh now did Morrison get devoured or did he run away uh he got pulled behind the barrier ah and he just his head went down 
because he showed up, if I'm not mistaken, I heard because I watched a little bit of Raw, a little bit, but I heard that he did a real lumberjack match with real wrestlers on on uh, on Monday. Oh, and Morrison was there, so nice. it wasn't storyline devoured because they need him on Monday. <laughs> yeah, so that was fun. And then uh, uh, later on, I did watch the main event too. It was uh, Roman Reigns and Cesaro. That match was long. I was surprised how much time they gave it. Uh, one thing that tripped me out though was Paul Heyman was at ringside. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, it's a Paul Heyman guy versus a former Paul, Paul Heyman. Heyman guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really liked when Cesaro was the king of swing, but that did not last very long. Yeah, uh, I mean, I like that they're doing a push with him. I'm glad that Cesaro is finally getting you know yeah. some main event. Uh, maybe they'll make a Money in the Bank winner, and then he can kind of cash in. I think he's the fans definitely were clamoring for it because I remember I remember the Elimination Chamber earlier this year, like. People were dying for him to win. You could feel it in the room. It was kind of like Kofi Mania, but for Cesaro. So there definitely is this element of we want Cesaro to finally. You're you're giving everybody the belt now. Who would have thought Bobby Lashley would have a title run in 2021? So I mean, like, like this yeah. is the land of land of opportunity right now. I, I think that Cesaro definitely is worthy. I think we're all we all believe that he deserves a championship, heavyweight championship run, not just U.S. title or Intercontinental title. Like, give him the run. It may not be with Roman. Uh, you know. Uh, it may, maybe he'll, he'll go to raw or something and do something there, but I think, uh, I think he's deserving of this main event picture. So, so I'm glad that Cesaro is getting it. Uh, and Me I think too. His, too. his, his, his mania match with Rollins, was that his first singles match at, yes. uh, on the mania card? Be, yeah, that's yeah, insane. It was. That's insane. And he won. And he won. And he won. Yeah. I feel like Seth probably said that he wanted to do it for him because they're old friends. I was going to say they, yeah. they wrote together. I could see Seth having to politic for that and good for Seth for, you know, <laughs> if that's know, the case, right. Good for him. Yeah, because um, I think he was supposed to work with, I think, the original plan. And again, you know how plans change, so I could be wrong. But if you remember at the Rumble, Seth dumped out Brian. I think the original plan was going to be Daniel Bryan and Seth. So I think it was definitely something where they kind of moved things around and put Brian with the with the main event. And then they got to do Seth and Cesaro. And I think that was a better match, frankly. So I think it worked out, you know. Nice, yeah. Um, and I, I think, uh, is Daniel Bryan retired or something? Like, isn't that what's going on? Or he's, like, just I, out of contract? They, yeah, they're saying that his contract is coming up, and he's, like, they're pressuring him to sign, and he's not signing, and that's kind of why he's not really around. Yeah, yeah. But he did, I didn't I didn't get to, I want to go back and watch the SmackDown match they have with Roman, the singles one, because I, I think that's what. When was that? Want. They did, like, one of his last, it was after Mania, and okay. he was, like, a SmackDown or whatever, but it might have been a non-title match or something. But, I'd probably uh, like to see that, too. He's I think, I'm guessing he probably lost to kind of put, because I don't think, we never got to see a singles match. Well, did they do a singles match? I think oh, at Fastlane. Yeah, and Roman. Did they do a singles match this year? I think they did. They might have done one at, yeah, they did one at Fastlane, actually. They okay. Did. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I didn't really get back into wrestling until WrestleMania. I was like, okay, I think I had so much fun watching it, you know. I did. It was great to have fans again, you know. It was a. Uh, I felt so bad for the rain delay. <laughs> oh yeah, that was crazy. And then people were making videos. And they're like, we have to ask you to get, leave your seats and go to the whatever. They're booing and all that stuff. And then they were doing these like rushed promos on Peacock, where it's like, okay, we need to kill time till the yeah. rain stops. But now they've removed all those problems. But I'm like, no, I like them. Like it was, it, those are all. It's finally a chance for wrestlers to be unscripted and do a promo. Some were good. Free. Yeah, some were good. Some were terrible, but some were good. And then you had Samoa Joe and a poncho. You know, that's always that's his last thing. That's, that's his last thing. image in WWE's whole wearing a poncho. <laughs> Shout that's out to crazy. Simone. I hope I hope uh, he shows up like an AEW or something. And isn't he from? He's not from Bay Area, right? Where is he from originally? He from Samoa Bay? Joe is from SoCal. Okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. 
I Hopefully he shows up somewhere. Specifically. He gets, he gets the respect he deserves. He needs one more championship run wherever he goes. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe AEW. Like, uh, I, I, I want to say AEW, but it's like at the same time, they're pretty oversaturated with WWE guys. Yeah. You know, um, Impact would be cool because Impact doesn't really have anybody or anything going on. And, and it would be a full circle for him. It'd know? be full circle for him, right? Because that's where he came up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe Impact, but right now, like, they're doing the whole Kenny Omega thing, and that's pretty cool. That's kind of that's gotten my attention. I haven't really thought about Impact in a long time until this whole Kenny Omega things happened. Yeah, I think uh, I think I watched part of Slam because I know the Good Brothers when they kind of announced they were going there, and then that turned out to be like an ex WWE kind of affair because you had Heat Slater show up, you had Rhino, well Rhino had already been there, and then uh, uh, EC3 showed up too, I think for a bit. Wow. Yeah, that was a very uh, WWE night, but yeah, I like what they're doing with heel Omega. Because Omega hadn't really done any single stuff uh, for most of his AEW run. He was doing tag team stuff. And also for him to kind of take the belt. And now he's like, you know, Mr. Like all these belts. He's got like, what, like three, four belts now, I think. Yeah, uh, he has four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they call him the belt collector, which is silly <laughs> because that's what they called Austin Aries a few years ago. Which I think is good. You need, you need, I think the, there's always more, as it, what is the phrase? There was always more money in the chase. You kind of want to heal. Yeah kind of uh title holder and you know i mean the key is if they ever let him on wwe programming you know maybe maybe an nxt maybe they might do a little crossover thing maybe that'd be crazy but that'd be cool if they could they can break through that forbidden door and <laughs> as they say you know and do that but uh i'm excited to see what they do with kenny omega i think it's great like you said it's great promotion for impact it gets yeah. i'm sure some people tune in i mean now all the shows are on different nights so it's probably it's a it's a lot of it wrestling is, though for fans i don't know how people can change it <laughs> Yeah, it really is a lot of wrestling. Uh, one thing that's cool about the whole situation is uh, for the first year at AEW, people were complaining, you know, because Omega wasn't really doing a lot. He was just kind of an undercard guy and things like that. And he he came from such a big star in Japan yeah. for him to come and be an under guy. And now he's like one of the top guys in the U.S. just because of what he's doing. And they can't complain anymore. Now he's pretty much on every program. He's, he's headlining uh, Triple Mania with uh, Andrade because he's the. He, I heard about that match. He's right? a Triple Mania do... Mega Champion or Triple A Mega Champion. Is it for the title or just a? Yeah, it's for the title. Good for and good for Andrade for getting a. <laughs> you know, I think he was definitely underused in uh, WWE for sure. They, yeah. Uh, they couldn't yeah. really figure I out agree. anything. Because uh, he was great in NXT when he had Selena uh, Vega uh, as a mouthpiece. Um, and I think isn't she rumored to be coming back with? She's WWE? rumored to be coming back. Yeah. Well, she's apparently she's like best friends with the Rock's daughter. Ah, and so there you go. That's a good end to have. Got to play the game sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good end. That's a good end. Also, uh, I still want to see because I know Rock and Triple H had their matchups in the day, and I believe Triple H's daughter. If we can have so Simone Johnson and forgive me, I don't know if Triple H's daughter's name, but like if they face, I, off, I feel like they're a lot younger though. I feel like okay. Triple H is. I don't know. I, I mean. Really, he has some really younger children like, for sure, but like hopefully one day 2000s? they can match up and you can well, have this if, intergenerational. Thing. If you had a kid that was born in like 03 or 04, then they're like probably 18, 19 years old. Yeah, got it. So, but that'll be cool yeah. if they ever got to do that. <laughs> I don't know what his kids were. I don't know how old his kids are, though. But yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Either. I don't know either. Uh, speaking of kids, uh, also a backlash, Ray Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio became the first ever father son tag team champions in WWE. Six one nine. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool for for Ray. You know, I know he didn't. He want like he said in interviews that he wants. He was like, oh, like when people asked him what his final match would be, he was like, I just want to be able to share the ring with my son. So he's gotten to do that now quite a few times. You know, I think, I think my only my only complaint is just like, man, you couldn't have fit that match onto the two night Mania card. You know what I mean? Like it would have been yeah. nice in yeah. front of real fans to see that. I think 
Cause the pop, I didn't go to, so the, the survivor series in 2019 was in Chicago. I didn't go there that night, but I watched the cell phone footage and that night was, it was Ray and Brock Lesnar and uh, Dominic got in the ring and did the six one nine with Ray at the same time. And the place claim unglued for that reaction. So Dominic and Ray are definitely over. So it would have been nice treat for the fans if they had won. Yeah. You know, I think I don't want them to lose the belt quickly, but I hope that. And also I think, it would have been nice if it happened. At, I know SummerSlam is when they're thinking of having fans again. I just think SummerSlam is a seminal event for Ray, and it's a seminal event for Donna, Dominic. You know, uh, he did his first singles match at SummerSlam. He fought for custody at some. That <laughs> happened at SummerSlam. That's still the greatest to me. It. I know it's a hokey storyline, but it's still the the match came off. No, really I good. love it. I love yeah. it. It's great. They have this like uh, custody papers, whatever. Custody. On fucking pole or... You had Eddie because Eddie could sell any uh, storyline, no matter yeah. how hokey. And he could be oh, yeah. face. I mean, again, you know, talk about a guy who could be face, could be heel, could be whatever, and make the storyline right. work. But just him yelling, I'm your poppy now. Like, it's so, it works. It works. It's, yeah, yeah. He could do anything. And then those two together, they had such good chemistry. Oh, my God. Like, just so, so much. And, like, wasn't, I think it's Chicago that had Eddie not, unfortunately, passed away. But that Mania 22 that was at Chicago, it would have been Sean and Eddie. And I think both of them, I think that would have been a five-star classic. Because both of them. Are these two talk about two guys who can work both face and heel? Yeah, and like you know, good rate because it's one thing to like do a flip off whatever and be whatever, but they're doing their moves based on crowd reaction. They're not really planning anything anything ahead of time. Like really, you know, talking about ring psychology. There, I think both of them are absolute classic. I think that would have been. I think the fans unfortunately got to miss out on that. That would that would have been really cool for them. Did they ever have a big matchup? They were, I think really, that was the plan. Had I, I listened to a lot of yeah, something, but did they ever have like uh, so do I, so do I, but did they ever have like that big match? Maybe on a SmackDown, maybe maybe just uh, like a throwaway thing, that throwaway you know. thing. Yeah, I, I hope there's something out there because also they didn't really cross because when Eddie debuted in 2000 and in WWE, Sean had already been gone for a while. But you uh, know, what matches lost on SmackDown, yeah. Um, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, Iron Man match. That's a great one too. Yeah. yeah, that is a great one. It took over half the show because it's a yeah. 60, it was a sixty minute one. That's yeah. our thing now. Yeah. They don't do sixty minute Iron Man. All the Iron matches they're doing now are all thirty minutes. I feel like that's impact. I feel like TNA did that, like Christopher Daniels AJ Styles thirty minute Iron Man match. Yeah, and they they, 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 they I don't now, think WWE's even done one in a long time. Probably they since, did. What was they the did most a thirty minute. Um, what did they do recently? They did like a. Dolph like Ziggler and Seth Rollins did a 30 minute Iron Man for IC. Oh, time. yeah, you know, right? I think I do remember something like that. They did a and then Sasha Banks and Charlotte did a Iron, but it was 30, 30 minutes, you know. So I'm just yeah. like, where's that 60 minute? When's that gonna happen? You it's know? probably not, you know, because who can they really count on for an hour these days? They don't have Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, they don't have that's Kirk the thing, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Roman and someone could do it. I'm sure Daniel Bryan could do it. Daniel Bryan stayed in the ring for 60 minutes for the Rumble, I think. The greatest Rumble. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Daniel Bryan absolutely could do it. They, I mean, Daniel Bryan and Kevin Owens could tear the house down. For Oof, that'll be good, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kevin Owens, he's another underrated guy. Like, talk about, like, just untouchable on the mic. You know? There's uh, There's been some releases today. Did you hear about this? No. What happened? Who, who got released today? Uh, it's a bunch of people that you may or may not have heard of. Yeah. Let's hear it. I have a list somewhere. Oh, the other Twitter account. I should. I should, probably should have been prepared, but that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Uh, so Drake Younger, uh, Drake Wirtz. His name was Drake Younger, the referee. Okay. 
he was released. Wait, uh, is he the guy know, who had like conservative views or yes, something? <laughs> yes, he's that guy. And th- that was pretty recent. And so he was he was released today. Um, Alexander Wolf was released. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't know me. if you know this, but last night on NXT, uh, his group lost a match and he got jumped out. Oh. And then today he got released. That's unfortunate. Uh, Kavita Devi. What? You, you remember her from WrestleMania? Yeah, the and then Royal Rumble or Women's Battle Royal, w- Women's Battle Royal, and then she was supposed to do the the Indi- they did that superstar spectacle thing on India's day, and she couldn't do that. I think she was injured or something, uh, so they brought in somebody else. Oh wow, yeah, yeah, she's she's gone. Uh, Brandy Lauren, she was Ava Story in Impact for a little while. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Skylar Story in NXT. She just got signed in October, uh, but she's out. Uh, Jake Clemens, I don't know who that is. Jake Clemens, maybe a developmental talent or something. I mean, this is this is pretty much all developmental. Uh, uh, Ezra Judge, Ezra Judge. I don't know who that is either. No idea. Uh, Jessamine Duke. You know who that is? I do. No. Who? She was one of the four horsewomen. Oh, really? Yeah. There was Ronda, Shayna, uh, Roderick, Roderick Strong's wife, uh, Marina, and then yeah. Jessamine Duke. Okay. So she's out. Unfortunately. And, uh, and Vanessa Bourne. Uh, she related to Evan Bourne or something? She was just like a cheerleader or a dancer or something like that that they signed and they taught her how to wrestle. Um, <laughs> she was in the first May Young Classic. Okay. The reason why I liked her was because, so Athena is very big, like she's into movies, like yeah, yeah. the theatrics and stuff. And that's why she likes wrestling. She appreciates wrestling for the theatrics that it is. And yeah. So we were watching the Million Classic and Vanessa Bourne came out and just during her entrance, Athena's like, oh man, I like, uh, what did she say? I like her personality or something like that. Like, uh, you know, and so just, just her entrance and she's like, I like her. Like, yeah, like uh, she said, I like her showmanship. Yeah. And so I kind of kept it on her because of that. And she didn't really do much. She's gone now, though. But that's the thing, though. You know, like, those entrances, sometimes, like, you know, just like with comedy, you know, your first few minutes on stage, your first few minutes coming down to the ring, like, people people get on board with that. It, it, yeah, I, it. I mean, like, Bruce, like, you listen to the podcast a lot, so do I. <laughs> and then the bell rang. You know, that's what Bruce Pritchard says all the time. Yeah. What happened? Know. And then the bell rang. Yeah. Uh, you make or break. So I, I get it. The entrances make the difference that, that that's good that athena picks up on those things uh and that's and that's that's the other thing too really it is that like sort of acrobatic it's spectacle to it too people forget that it's not just about you know can you do yeah you can do a flip move or whatever but it's about you know the spectacle and that charisma too it really is it's oh, like yeah. nothing else it is really the 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 cross-section of acting and, and athletics it's so i'm gonna divert from my notes a little bit did you hear about the ricochet uh situation yeah didn't he like tweet uh about he tweeted about being the best high flyer in the world yeah and somebody said well io shirai is really good io shirai too. is pretty good too and, and then he, he wrote, said, she's good but i can do what she could do better and more yeah so then he, and and then he had to take it down right or something yeah because a bunch of people got mad at him because they're thinking oh well they're saying like oh because he's a man like he's putting women down. yeah it, it can be construed or, as sexist so yeah i right, uh, absolutely but one of the things that i saw was a reply to him and uh the reply said well, I've seen her uh, cut a good promo and be charismatic so she can do things that you can't do. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's not, I mean, listen, I, I like him, but yeah, I don't think he's been, yeah. He hasn't that, was really kind of a, that was kind of a prick thing to, to, to say. Prick thing to say, I mean, I, but uh, here's the thing, I've not seen him cut a 
promo much. I don't know if he's been given that opportunity, but yeah. you know, it remains to be seen. Uh, and the funny thing is, it's like he 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 takes the tweet down because he's afraid of getting buried. But it's like they haven't done much with him anyways. That's a sad truth. So. Yeah, they really haven't. Like they <laughs> like he's floundered. Like Ricochet is amazing at what he does. And it's, it's a shame they've have, done nothing with them. Like they what? Have, they should have made him the the face of like the two hundred five division. Something. Yeah. What are they doing? Yeah. Or like you could have done a program with him and Ali. They were doing all those uh, Mustafa Ali. They were doing a bunch of matches on main event, which, and I watched a couple of them, couple of them just cause like Mustafa, I follow Mustafa on Instagram. He's like, watch those main event matches. So I went back and who would fast forward on the Hulu of main event just to what watch those. those. Yeah. Richard? Yeah. They have a couple of them. I think it's like March, uh, uh, February of 2021. And the one on like November of 2020, they they're really, they are really good. So I would That's go back and find them. Uh, nice. But it'd be, it's a shame that why can't they do that on like a pay per view or like a, on a raw? Right? You're telling me on a they three hour like raw? Nobody's really like, who's the fuck is watching main event? You know, no one except no. for people when they say, Hey, go watch this match. Go really watch this. Yeah. Back and watch if it. you follow them on Instagram, then you go watch it. Fast forward 75% of it. <laughs> well, most of it is a recap show, anyways. But it's like, do those recap shows? Like, I remember back in the day in the Attitude Era, you didn't have replay and whatever. So you had yeah. to watch the live wire recap. But now, you can watch Raw whenever you want to. You don't have to watch it at 8 p.m. on a fucking Monday. You can watch it whenever. I got in the habit of watching just the pay-per-views because they're going to catch me up. Yeah. And like then the promo package. I miss, they're going to catch me up on it. I'm going to see them 16 times during that show. Exactly, right? They, they repeat. Half of a Raw is a repeat of last week's Raw. You know? Well, it's true. We, uh, we, we, uh, we had a fallen soldier this week, uh, New Jack. We haven't had a lot of wrestling deaths lately, like lately, for yeah. a few years. Uh, but New Jack passed away. It was a heart attack, uh, which is really sucks. He was, I, I forget how old he was. Um, 60s, then, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I, I think he was 50s. I don't know. I forget how old he was, but he was pretty young as far as, you know, but I guess heart attacks happen to anybody. And then <laughs> I'm sure he lived a very, very like rough life. Adventurous know? life. He's probably put a toll on that, on that ticker. That he probably has. <laughs> But yeah, New I actually Jack went back. Cool. I went back and rewatched his Dark Side of the Ring actually, right after I found he passed. Uh, nice. And it's funny in the last shot, they say in the last shot of Dark Side of the Ring. I mean, I'm, I don't mean to spoil it, <laughs> but like they go, they go, New Jack. How do you want to be remembered? Like if in the last scene in your movie, how do you want that to play out? And he goes, When I die, I want people to remember that I'm in a wheelchair and I'm snorting cocaine. Like that's what he wanted people to remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, everybody. He's in a wheelchair and he's snorting cocaine. Hell yeah. Jack. He was really funny. Like I think he had a lot of good talk about like good promos. Like fucking like Jesus. Like yeah. And then Paul Heyman yeah. did like a tribute to him. I think on SmackDown where he threw up the oh, talking smack or whatever. talking smack. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that's still a thing though. I didn't even know about all the controversies as I was watching because I didn't really follow him too much. Like when he was you know at the high school, I, I didn't really watch much of ECW like during that kind of you know renegade days or whatever. I went back and I've seen things since, you know, and then obviously the network, the actual network, not this Peacock thing that doesn't have half the library. Oh, I, I hate them. Peacock. I hate the Peacock situation. But like, I'm so actually, mad at them for doing that. They got rid of everything. I don't yeah. even know. They're like slowly, they're like, no, you'll get everything. I'm like, but half of it, like you would think the Hall of Fames would be on there for, you know, Mania Weekend. No, none of that stuff is on there. Uh, they have a couple anyway. ECW things, but like, you know, the actual, like when it was on the network, Network actually did a good job, but like mid, you could find old territory stuff. You could find old ECW stuff. You could find whatever you want. Yep. You know, it was categorized properly. You could actually like 
search by year. So if you just wanted to watch a raw from like oh, and watch a storyline through, you could do that. You know, you could watch all the pay per views in 1998. It was easier to find that. You try doing that Peacock now. You got to fucking you know, it's all over the place. Yeah, and Peacock just sucks in general. It's always freezing. It's always buffering. That too. It's not a stable like. It doesn't work on my laptop at all. So I also in my living room I have Amazon Fire Stick. Right in my bedroom I have a Roku. So it's fine on the Roku, but Peacock is not available on Amazon Fire Stick. Of course, there's probably some weird Amazon NBC Universal rivalry there. They probably yeah. (laughs) Jeff Bezos hates Peacock. He probably does. Um, do you uh, do you watch AEW? Like, are you into that? Following it and stuff. I'm not. I'm not a religious follower, but you know, I try to get a. I try to get in as much as I can of it. Uh, I watch Blood and Guts because I like what they were trying to do with that, uh, and it really felt like a throwback to the original War Games. Like the, even like the the revival, like a uh, like a uh, uh, the I forget who, it was a uh, it was Scott. Well, I guess he goes by uh, uh, Dax or whatever now, but yeah, he entered was- first as. Because he was doing the Arn Anderson thing, and he wore the same tights that kind of similar to what Arn Anderson wore. So they really were trying to play payback to the first war games with that. Uh, I know everybody hated the ending because Chris Jericho landed on a crash pad, but it's like he still got injured from it. It was still a bad bump. He was so. still like he's not a stuntman. Yeah. Also, let's see these these wrestling fans who are like, oh, they look fake. Let's see you do that bump on, on the crash pad, you know? Right, right, and the cardboard on top of it. <laughs> It's just weird that AEW has been lately having these like great matches, and then the ending is what pisses off fans. Like, was it with the like you the watch exploding the, ring? With the exploding ring, like great match, <laughs> exploding barbed wire it was a great. It was a great match, and then the ending. I'm just like, uh, but you know, I know they tried to make a storyline out of it, but I felt bad for Nega and Moxley for you know hurting themselves and then not even getting the great match. And they really worked hard on that. You know, they didn't just do a stunt show. It was like an actual. There was psychology in that match too, so I feel bad for them that the ending is, you know, being defined instead of the match itself. You know, like why can't people enjoy themselves? I think AEW fans are a little yeah. too tough on the product a little bit. That's true. You're right, though. Like, don't let the ending of the match, the ending, like literally the last time part of the match, don't let that define yeah. the entire match. Yeah, not even the match, the end, like just the the, the segment, if you will. Yeah. But then there's an argument to be made of: Did they even need that ending explosion thing? Like, because also. It's 2021. Can you do an explosion outdoors in the middle of the United States like that? Like maybe in Japan, you can get away with that, but they can't. What did they think you were going to see? Right, right. What, what, what? I mean, you really don't have any expectations for it because you're like, well, what's it going to be? It's going to be probably pretty cool, you know? And like, yeah, what do people think it's going to be? Like, they can't explode people. Because all of the barbed wire explosions look great. Like when they actually ran into something, it looked fine. It, they really didn't need that. I mean, I got the drama of it. They were trying to make Eddie Kingston like a face because like he came back to save his friend Eddie or whatever. Him, yeah. And it's a shame that poor he's he's getting you know made fun of by the fans because oh he oversold the the weak explosion. So then he's kind of being crucified too. So his big face turn isn't even being appreciated. So. <laughs> I thought I thought the whole thing because I, I kind of went into that match thinking that Moxley because he was going to have the I mean Renee Young is or Renee Paquette is pregnant I was thinking oh he's going to go away because he's going to be a dad soon so I was like oh this is a way to write him off that he dies in the explosion or whatever. oh yeah I was thinking that was going to but then he's still kind of around now he's, I think he took a break at some point he, I hope he did but I think that would have been did, a cool way to do it. Uh, like, reading online that he was going to take a couple weeks off because she was pregnant and then COVID was still kind of a thing. And Yeah. 
So I feel bad that he couldn't do his story. And it would have been a cool way to take a break. Like, oh, yeah, I, I that would have been a cool way to take a break. Yeah, to get the explosion and then he's just gone for. And now he's kind of mulling around. Because it's a way to keep him. You know, I think there's one thing with these type of guys where you got to keep them away from the title picture and not. But you don't want them to look weak and do like weird tag matches or whatever. And that's what he's kind of doing now. He's doing like half ass tag matches on AEW Elevation or whatever. And it's just like, no, just write him yeah. off. He doesn't need to be there. Yeah, let him go home for a few months because at that yeah. point, you're just you're just uh, diluting his brand. Exactly. He's a main eventer. You don't you don't need that. I think with uh, Miro too, Rusev, Miro, they, they're kind of not really doing anything with him. He's well, just they just put the TV title on him or the TNT title. Oh, oh, he did get the TNT title. Yeah, I thought that was a does, meme. I, I didn't realize they actually, he actually. So he beat Darby Allen. Okay. Yeah, he beat Darby Allen last Wednesday, I think, last week. Okay. We'll see what happens tomorrow, I guess. But yeah, so they're they're finding something with him. I think it was kind of cool that they like pulled him back for a couple of months. It was, I mean, he's been there for probably almost a year now. I think. Yeah, uh, about a year. Yeah, and he's done. He's just been like in weird. They just um, like he was like the best man at the wedding, and that was like really ridiculous and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah, and bleach blonde hair also. He's it's funny because his gimmick is that he's like a Twitch streamer, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because Miro, the Twitch streamer, like that's what he is. Surprising, he's like, like his sells merch or whatever, like, yeah, right? Like Miro Day or whatever, uh, with his with his Twitch handle on it, yeah. I think he should do that stuff. Um, he's he's finally over, he's finally got charisma now. He's not just doing the shitty foreign bad guy gimmick that he was saddled with for fucking ever, you know, don't speak English, Rusev, but uh, yeah, good for him. I'm glad yeah. he got the team. I didn't know that. Good for him. I'm glad he got yeah, the team. There's a few, there's a few other people. Like there's there's the big show. Uh the big show's over there now, AEW. As yeah. far as I know, he's not wrestling, he's just doing commentary. I'm sure he'll wrestle one day, though. I'm sure he'll do like some big matches for them. But yeah, but yeah, right now he just wants to be a commentator. Uh Christian Christian's there. Christian, uh, Christian's <laughs> wrestling there. It's funny. Yeah, he's actually doing stuff. Uh uh, yeah, it'll be good to see what they do with Christian. I'd like to go back and see the Christian versus Kazarian match that happened a few weeks ago. Yeah, that was like his first AEW match. Yeah, yeah. I need to go back and because they're old friends. They're really old friends from like you know TNA 06 or whatever. 05. They I saw the backstage promo where he was like, uh, "You keep saying you want to do the work, but when are you gonna actually have a match?" Like I just love how he was being a dick to him, and he was like, uh, "I know you're free on Monday nights." Like he did a little jab at like the fact that he's not there on. On, on on WWE, so yeah. I also like uh, how Paul Heyman uh, played it to where, uh, hey, Roman's coming for you, Edge. So your friend got out of town. <laughs> I love those blur the line promos. They're so great whenever they do that. I still wanted. I was hoping for an AJ Roman clash because you know how AJ hates Heyman because he got you know the Good Brothers fired or whatever. But there could have been some real life kind of tension in those promos. Wait, too. so I, I don't know about this. What happened now between Heyman and the Good Brothers? So when Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson got released, they did that whole talk and shop, tell all podcast. And they basically alluded to they were because they had just signed big contracts in September. And then March comes around and they are released. And they were in the main event of WrestleMania. The, the, they were literally in the Undertaker's final match. Yeah. And they had just done a great job. Everybody told them they were great. And literally the next two days released. And what they found out was they talked to some of their friends back there. They said, yeah, Hammond thought that you guys were making too much money for what you were worth. And they had just right. gotten these new and 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 they and their thinking was that oh all the Heyman guys and all the backstage, you know, uh uh you know, agent match agents and all the uh, agent producer guys who were old wrestlers back in the day, they're just jealous because we got these big paydays because you know, we're getting paid because AEW is a thing and they don't want us to go to AEW. So they're just kind of jealous of us. That's literally what they're thinking is. But then 
AJ went to Vince and Vince apparently said, yeah, it was, it was not my call originally. He, they were not on my original list. It was Paul Heyman. So this is apparently what AJ said Vince told him. Wow. That's crazy. I so that's why AJ that. actually, because AJ was on raw at that time and he got moved to SmackDown because he didn't want to be, because at that time, Heyman was still Heyman the executive was director. Be the GM or whatever. Yeah. The executive director. Yeah. That didn't last very long. That didn't last very long. And now what's funny is now AJ's on raw and because Heyman went to SmackDown. So they had to kind of reverse. Oh, it. damn. You're right. You're right. So AJ really doesn't want to be, but I think that could have been a good match. I think just from the, from the real life heat of it all. Yeah. Yeah. And then Abyss is a producer at WWE too. And there was one SmackDown. I don't know if you remember this, but I remember because it was in the summer of last year. And I remember I was in, I was working in a VFW hall at the time. I, this is no joke. I worked in a VFW hall, you know, in the back kitchen. Wait, area. I don't know what a VFW hall is. I've always heard that. Oh, like a veteran, like a veteran affairs kind of, you know, kind of like a, like a, like a social club kind of. Like a, veteran. like a, like a lodge kind of thing. Like a lodge kind of. Yeah. Okay, and then okay. obviously, you know, wrestlers will do their thing there, but I was just working in the kitchen, but they had, the SmackDown on the TVs, and I saw Abyss Chris Parks as like an agent Heyman guy for AJ, and I was like, "Oh, they should have kept that angle going." But I don't know if Abyss is still there. But I thought that was cool to see Abyss. Wait, you told him as what? Abyss, a Chris Parks or whatever the yeah. Abyss, the guy who plays Abyss. Yeah. He was like yeah. being like a like a manager for AJ, and he looked kind of like Heyman. He was wearing a suit, and he was like writing statistics for him. They looked like this. Yeah, on SmackDown for like one, it was like one episode maybe that they did. Wow, what was this? Like in August of 2020. Wow. And then I kept seeing, I was kept looking and seeing like Chris Parks, Joseph, is he going to show up again? And nothing. I don't think it was just a one-time thing. That's crazy. That's cool but though. That's cool though that AJ had to fight. And it's probably like AJ was just like, yeah, can we get that in there? And then now we make fun AJ, of him or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, they made fun of him. But then now they got almost, they got that big guy to be. Where did that guy come from? Do you know anything about him? He was just there one day as far as I, I know. think he was in NXT. He wasn't, yeah. That that's his big claim to fame. He's yeah. huge. He's a yeah, and then AJ's little, so he makes him look even bigger. <laughs> yeah, uh, they did this one meme of like you remember Braun Strowman and Nicholas. Yeah, they did AJ as Nicholas and almost as Braun? <laughs> oh, that's great. That's perfect. It's like Sean and Diesel exaggerated. That's literally what I think they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And Roman's um, kind of looking like Diesel too, like not really talking much anymore. And he has a mouthpiece. Like, I really like what they're doing with Roman now. I really do. It's Roman's best work. I hate to say. Yeah, it really is. And I don't know if you know this. I, I learned this on a meme actually. Uh, last year, Helen and Cell, he fought Jey Uso. Yeah. And this year, Helen and Cell is going to face Jimmy Uso. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, that that's not fun. official yet, but that's kind of where we're going. I think they should do that. Yeah. And I just, that, that was a really good Hell in a Cell match. Like the acknowledge me, the Samoan kind yeah. of fighting thing. And then didn't like Afa Sika like come out at the end. Yeah. They, they like the, they laid him tribal chief or whatever. But I just love that storyline. It's just like, you know, and he's a, he's like, he's an asshole, but he's also like, I'm taking care of you. Like he's making it all like weird, toughy love kind of brothery kind of thing too. Like, yeah. Acknowledge and, like, me. and their family and they're super close. They grew up together. So I they grew up together him. too. So it, yeah, those promos are real. Yeah, I bet they're loving this this whole this whole. I mean, the Jay Uso Roman Reigns has been going for over a year. One of those promos, like right, maybe after Clash of the Champions, or maybe leading up to that first singles, like when J- Jimmy Uso was like, "Yeah, I've been here the whole time." Like he was getting emotional, and he's like, "My kids don't even know who I am because they can't tell who I am in the matches." This is my first singles match. Like you could tell the emotion was fucking real. And to me, that is what a good promo is when you can blur the lines between reality and and. So that's a great storyline. Um, 
And I think Jay, Jimmy should come in and kind of fight for the family honor, kind of. Uh, and then, like, technically, The Rock might come in and be like, I'm the real chief or whatever. I always thought The Rock was going to, yeah. I mean, I've been hoping The Rock would come in with Roman for a while. But yeah. I, I would, that would be a good WrestleMania match, though, Roman and The Rock. Yeah. yeah. It'll, be, it'll be interesting. But then do you do it like Cena, where it's like Rock has to win once, and then you do, do you keep stretching it out? Fucking... I would just do it once. I would just have Roman win. One and done. Because I think, yeah, yeah. Rock needs to... Rock probably wants to lose on the way out too. He never got his retirement match. Technically, did John Cena beat him the second, the last one? Yes, he did the second one, the oh, one in New York. Second yeah. time, I don't know how many they had. <laughs> they had, they had two, but of course, that was the year where it was like CM Punk had the best match with Taker or whatever. That was yeah, and I do agree with CM Punk. They definitely should have made that a triple threat. The second one, the first yeah. time it was John Cena, The Rock, once in a lifetime. And then the second time should have been a triple threat match with CM Punk. Yeah, I. Well, how do you advertise one? But again, WWE thinks fans don't remember anything. But like, yeah, how can you do it twice? Like, just have them in there. It would have been fine. It, it made sense for the storyline. They both that all three of them had a history at that point. It and made, CM Punk had just lost the title to The Rock the month before. Month before you didn't. Yeah. I mean, that that Undertaker match. That's his rematch. Been, yeah, it would have been yeah. great, but they didn't. Uh, they didn't do it. No, they did not. It was and cool. maybe he'd I mean, still be here today. You know, <laughs> he had he had a cool. Oh no, it was two months before. It was Royal Rumble. He lost it to the Rock at the Rumble. Yeah, and then but they and did he, a rematch at uh, Elimination Chamber. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that's what happened. But yeah, so uh, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Uh, where can people find you on social media? Uh, at Pratik Comedy, P R A, and I'll spell my name P R A T E E K Comedy on Instagram, on Facebook, Twitter. I'm at the Daily Pratik. Uh, I also do a web series called Neurotic by Nature, where I just yell in the middle of outside, which is really cool. It's like these one minute <laughs> videos. They're on my Instagram. They're on my TikTok, which is also at Pratik Comedy. And they're also at my YouTube page, uh, which is uh, YouTube.com slash Pratik Comedy. I just actually got that URL changed. But uh, yeah, check me out, guys. And then uh, PratikComedy.com for all my dates and all my uh, all my album. Everything's on there. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's going to be uh, doing live shows. It's good to be doing live. It's good to be. It's good to be performing in front of a crowd again, not just in the Thunderdome, if you know what. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, man. Thank you for, very much for joining me. It's, it was a lot of fun talking wrestling with you. Hell yeah, man! Th- thanks for talking wrestling with me, and uh, hope to share the ring with you soon. <laughs> absolutely. Take care. Thanks for having me.